What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 143. Today, we are doing our annual Breakthroughs and Discoveries episode this year for oh, yeah. 2020. And we got some good ones, too. Yeah, we do. Some things that you may not have heard of. Right. Because we do cover a lot of discoveries and breakthroughs right. like mm-hmm. every episode throughout the entire year. but And we don't want to rehash old things. So, yeah, we're not going to be covering any of like the biggest things that happen because mm-hmm. normally we would cover that on a normal episode just as part of our new section. But I went and found some really interesting stuff out there that happened that's a really big deal that we just haven't talked about and really nobody else has talked about either. So pretty excited for that. It seems like now is a very interesting time. And a lot of the conversations that we're going to be having are about the future and what that could look like and how things might change, what new developments we could have. So I think it's a good time for this episode because I feel a lot of people are feeling rather curious about right now. What What is it going to look like in the next couple of years? How much change are we going to see? And we talked about this a lot last episode. If you tuned in, we did an episode about aliens and kind of like what could possibly shake out the yeah. next few years yeah. when it Three comes to Three to five that. years, there could be some big developments on that front for sure. Mm-hmm. And it seems like everyone feels that this is a very exciting time. It is. It is an exciting time. And it time. really is. And we're going to explain why. Also, we wanted to note that the holidays are coming up and it's going to be a little bit crazy for us because we are going right through the holidays without skipping an episode this year. We're doing an episode right through Christmas and one through New Year's. We're not taking any weeks off. So You'll still have normal uploads from our podcasts. However, the days might be a little wonky. You know, they might be like a little delayed. So don't freak out if something isn't uploaded on the normal day. We're just running a little behind because of the holidays. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we do have three different shows. If you didn't know, we got Lights Out and now mm-hmm. we have The Sesh. So we're mm-hmm. between all the three shows, it's definitely been a lot to juggle and just schedule and make sure we get it done. So at the end of the day, we just want to get the content out there. We just can't say it will be at the exact normal time right. that it always is, you know, mm-hmm. for the next couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll understand that. So. Yeah, I think so. And that being said, I just wanted to wish you guys a happy holiday from everyone here at Mile Higher. We know that this has been a tough year for a lot of you guys, and we hope that, you know, you can find some joy out of the holiday, whatever you celebrate, and that you maybe get to spend a little time with family or a close friend or you know, I know that's hard because some people really won't be able to. It's it's such a strange year to wish people things because I don't know what it's going to look like for everybody. But, you know, we hope you guys are doing OK and that we send you well wishes peace. over the holiday. Yeah. Peace and joy. Peace. We send you peace Find and we send peace. you joy. Absolutely. And just thank you guys for supporting us and continuing to support us and everything that we do. And we just feel super thankful, mm-hmm. like to be where we're yeah. at and. It's just been so much fun. I mean, this has been a developing thing for us and ever changing. And we're constantly, you know, trying to find new ways to bring cool new stuff to you guys. And seriously, like from the bottom of our hearts, we can't thank you guys enough for Mm -hmm. everything you guys do and all the love you show us and allowing us to have this creative job for a living. And yeah, yeah. it's it's so fun. I mean, to be able to talk about our passions and our interests Mm -hmm. for a living is truly the the dream job like, it I, is. I love it and i can't believe we're going on what is this going to be our third year or fourth year doing breakthroughs and discoveries fourth four we've done three of these now That's this is our third one to so me. going on to like, our and thank year. you to everyone who has been listening since the beginning like some of you have been around a long time and we really appreciate it i know you've seen us grow and change and 
hopefully get better at podcasting over the years. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not worse. Oh, I think um, we've gotten better. I mean, yeah. we're at least we're not dancing in the intros anymore. Oh my god, can we not talk about that? <laughs> yeah. If you didn't know about that, then hmm, I might have to insert a clip now no, that please, we're talking about don't. it. Um, <laughs> or you can just go look it up. They're all over yeah. the internet. <laughs> Also, we wanted to remind you guys to head over to milehiremerch.com and check out our latest merch collection. If you haven't seen it, we'll put up a little infographic on the screen so you can check it out. But we still have a lot of items left. There are a few items that are sold out. We might be restocking one or two that we really liked that were very popular. Um, But if you want something, you should jump on it because I think a lot of the items we will definitely not be restocking. So that being said, there's limited quantities left. And if you want something, definitely go check it out. Also, we want to thank our sponsors for today, Simply Safe and Candid CO. But let's go ahead and get into our first topic, which is about a major event that's happening at the uh, the day of that the mm-hmm. audio goes out for this episode, December twenty mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. and it has some serious cosmic significance to it. Yeah, very interesting. Multiple communities are talking about this right now. You know, the, the scientific community, the astrology community, the spiritual community. And this technically will have already happened if you are listening or watching on YouTube, I should say. We post on Wednesdays, but this is something that you might feel for a long time. Yeah, I mean, th- there's multiple layers to this. So let's let's break it down for people. Let's mm-hmm. start with the scientific significance right. of December 21st is the fact yes. that Saturn and Jupiter will appear to overlap each other. So a conjunction of mm-hmm. these planets. Mm-hmm. And this is a pretty big deal because even though this does happen every I think it's 19.6 years. We're never, we're not normally able to see it with the positioning of it. So this is something that happens. I believe it's like every 800 years. Do we have it exactly? It's 600 to 800 years. So you'll be able to see this. They think most people should be able to see it just from their homes, just right after sunset. If you go outside on December 21st, it's supposed to just look like a really bright star. And this is also known as the Christmas star. They think that this is the star that they saw in the story of Christmas, like Which in Bethlehem. I'm pretty sure like some people have even debunked that. Like, Oh, really? Like, yeah. Like, so it's not? Yeah. Like hmm. they're, they're, it's a theory. There's no fact behind that at all. Right. Like it's just this theory that it maybe what they saw was a conjunction and that's why. really bright. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because when the two planets are together, it does look like just a bright, bright star in the sky. Yeah. And to be clear, Saturn and Jupiter won't literally be close to each other. It's just going to overlap and look that way. Right. Almost like an eclipse kind of. So right after sunset, sometime between 5 and 6 p.m., it'll be visible mm-hmm. only until about 7 p.m. So it's going to be a pretty short window. Yeah. So hopefully you're listening to this early enough in the day if you didn't know about this. And I know, mean, hopefully people know about this. I hope it goes like somewhat viral on the Internet the day of. This is a pretty cool event. And um, just beyond that, if you're a more spiritual person, which we obviously know that not all of our listeners are, we know we like reach a lot of just true crime audience and people that aren't necessarily like on the same page with us spiritually or don't believe in astrology. Yeah, Yeah. it's totally fine. So we don't want you to feel like you have that. We're like forcing these beliefs. These are our (laughs) beliefs. Yeah. You can, you know, choose to listen to them, but you certainly don't have to believe Yeah, I mean, and what what do we know at the end of the day? I mean, this is just just interesting to hear about. I think whether you believe in it or not. So further than just a conjunction. Right. So the reason that we're even bringing this up is because this is supposed to be the end of the age of Pisces and we're mm-hmm. now ascending into the age of Aquarius. Like we're moving yes. into the next age or Zodiac sign. Mm-hmm. Now that's debated. Like some astrologers think that this has already happened. Some people yeah. don't even think it's happened yet. 
Yeah. Um, it seems like a huge majority of astrologers do think that this is the real start of the age of Aquarius, that we've been in the dawning part, you know, in the song, they said the dawning of the yeah. age of Aquarius. That's kind of been the last couple of years leading up to now is what some people are saying, but it's so different. Everybody's got on, their yeah. own interpretation right. of it. And I mean, mm -hmm. that's why it's open for interpretation. I mean, yeah. everybody t has their own take. I mean, a lot of people that I've seen believe that 2012 was that that time as well, or mm. even before that slightly. Like, right. So, I mean, it's definitely could you, could anybody pinpoint at which time no. an age stops and an age begins? Right. Probably it's, not. No, mm -mm. but it's interesting to think about, could, could it be right now? But the reason why, you know, cause people are probably thinking, why is this conjunction different than every other mm -hmm. conjunction? I mean, if there's one every 20 years, mm -hmm. why is this one significant? Well, the reason why this one is significant is because of the spiritual significance of moving into the age of Aquarius and also the fact that Jupiter and Saturn will actually align in that sign, mm -hmm. uh, which is different from other conjunctions, right? So this has a lot of significance because they think that we are going to be able to see this very easily. It should be clear and it's lining up in zero degrees. So it's, you know, even though it has has happened every 20 years, it's not something that we've ever been able to like acknowledge and observe or it's not been in the specific plate placement. The last conjunction that was similar to this one um, was in 1623, but Saturn and Jupiter's past were too close to the sun and people couldn't even see it. So let's talk about the more like cosmic spiritual significance to this, you know, that you, you know, you can't prove this as fact, but it's very interesting to look at this. Yeah. And I, again, every spiritual, you know, guide or, or teacher out there has a different perspective right. on it. So mm -hmm. everybody's going to vary slightly different, but I mean, there's some common themes here, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when, you know, moving into the age of Aquarius and some of those Aquarius themes, you know, that we, we start picking up on. Yes. And this is happening on December 21st, which is the solstice. And the solstice has a lot of significance. It's said to be a time where the veil between dimensions is very thin. So we're very, we're able to be in more in tune more right. with the other side, with ourselves, with the spiritual dimensions. Realm. Yeah. It's also a time where we are more open and more connected to the energies of the earth, which I feel definitely right now. Definitely. So there's been a lot of talk about what this could mean. What does moving into the age of Aquarius actually mean? Are we going to see changes in humanity becoming more peaceful? That's what a lot of people talk about, how we're going to find new peace. We're going to raise our vibrations. Um, some people think that it's more, it's we're going to have a bunch of secrets revealed because Aquarius is all about truth. So many people think that things are going to start slowly coming out. And, you know, we yeah. just talked about aliens. It's probably one of those things. And I mean, we've already seen uh, another aspect of it is the breakdown of our systems, our governments are, mm -hmm. you know, we've seen a lot of changes there already and different, different things start seemingly breaking down around us. Around and, the world. Brexit. Yeah, exactly. A lot of big mm -hmm. shifts in the way that the governments work and, you know, different relationships between countries. I mean, there's a lot of things happening on the international uh, level, especially this year. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to see a major shift there as well as, as a result of moving into the age of Aquarius, according to some. Mm -hmm. And I mean, some people think that we are actually moving into the fifth dimension. There's a Spiritual lot of dimension, talk to be clear. Yes. About 5d. What does that mean? We've talked about 5g. What is 5d? <laughs> <laughs> they actually could be connected, which is interesting, but that's a topic for another day. So I can explain, let me explain this real quick. So 3D versus life in 5D. And again, D just stands for spiritual dimensions, which mirror spiritual growth and experience as a human being. 
So a higher vibrational dimension. Yeah, a higher level of spirituality, a higher level of consciousness ultimately. So globally, humans have a 3D consciousness. Everybody's got a 3D consciousness. We're all at a minimum at that level. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's some below that. I don't know. But this is represented by feelings of fear, limitations, lack of interconnectedness, Mm -hmm. suffering, working hard to succeed and being locked in time and place. I'm sure I'm sure so many people out there feel that way. Yeah, I think so, too. And a lot of people talk about how our you know, we just live on a low vibrational planet and that invites in low vibrational energies, beings, all types of things. Yeah. A lot of people believe at these lower dimensions, three or below three, there's, you know, that's where your mm-hmm. demonic spirits or evil spirits, mm-hmm. you know, and different interdimensional beings that could be, you know, doing harm to us mm-hmm. reside. So we're more susceptible to those things at the 3d level. So mm-hmm. by going to the 5d, we're essentially putting all of those things I just described behind you and you're moving up to the next level consciousness wise and spiritual wise, which means that we are going to experience a more sense of oneness with one another, mm-hmm. radical forgiveness, unconditional love, being able to manifest things at a faster rate. If you believe in manifestation, that's just going to become easier and more powerful mm-hmm. and Connecting just, in general. Meditation is supposed to be easier for people at this level, you know, connecting with your higher self, spirit yeah. guides or yeah. your higher self or your ancestors. I mean, if you believe in that type of thing, yeah. And apparently I mean, it's going to be easier to make those connections. Yeah. And, higher awareness. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that at the minimum, it's just a higher awareness than you do now. Because mm-hmm. if you think about our planet right now, how much uh, of the population is subscribing to fear and, you know, what we're being told is, is you know, we should be worried about or scared about and, and all these different things. And in some cases, it's very valid. But in other mm-hmm. cases, it's a control tactic. It's a way to keep us, you know, suppressed and our, our consciousness suppressed at this 3D level. Because ultimately, what this means for the planet is that when we move into this sense of oneness and, you know, we actually give a shit about one another again and, you know, we... We go back to communal type living. You know, I think we've talked about this many Mm -hmm. times. Like you go way back and look at how people live versus now we're very much separated and it's every man for himself. But back then it was very much about what does every individual bring to the Mm -hmm. table? What does everybody bring to the village or the group? And so a lot of people think that with the age of Aquarius, we're going to kind of go back to our roots that we're going to go back to figuring out what talents do people have? How do we utilize those talents for the greater good? As opposed to how does that person utilize those talents to only better their self or or their situation? And ultimately that raises the entire population, which will help bring everybody to 5D Mm -hmm. because slowly, slowly. Yeah. Not, it's not something that will happen like, Oh, 5D, we're in 5D now. Boom. Dimensional switch. It's like a long-term thing that people will gradually do one at a time. And they're saying that, I mean, there's this, of course, guys, Please keep in mind that we're not saying all of this as if it's fact. We just are pondering here. But there's been a lot of talk about how there are literally symptoms of ascension. Yes. That when you ascend from a lower dimension to a higher one, that you experience several different things, including. So these are things that you may have been experiencing if you are descending or ascending. Descending. (laughs) If you're descending, (laughs) then Then that's not going to be good. Uh, But yes, if you are ascending, you might experience loss, gain of appetite, loss or gain, um, headaches, cramps, stomach aches, neck pain, back ba- pain, uh, bad moods. This sounds like the typical motivation. 2020. <laughs> true, <laughs> true that. Sorry. <laughs> Ear ringing, uh, arguments and breakups, 
bloating and digestive issues and nausea. So if you have like heightened. Uh, also, I'll, I'd add to that too. One of the big ones is dreaming a mm-hmm. lot more dreaming or lucid dreaming as mm-hmm. well as waking up randomly in the middle of the night issues sleeping in general where because again like we're talking about ascending to another spiritual dimension so those are the times that you're most likely closer to the other dimension is when you're you're sleeping and you're dreaming mm-hmm. so it would make sense for that to be you know one a big symptom i guess you know a symptom yeah 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 exactly. and these are i mean who even knows if like i don't know how many people are actually experiencing this and i'm i don't know for sure but personally I have felt this and I have felt this in the last like two weeks, like more pain than usual, like more symptoms of my EBV Epstein-Barr virus that I have. That's been like worse lately. And then I felt we both have been having headaches and we don't really have headaches. Neither of us suffer with headaches. And we've both been having a lot more lately. Like mine has been noticeably bad to the point where I'm, if I'm taking like Excedrin or something, I know it's really bad. Like I haven't taken medicine like that because it normally doesn't do much for me. Um, I haven't taken that in a long time and I had to bust it out the other day cause it was, it was bad. So was, I, yeah. I wondered like, could it be connected to that or is it just or seasonal just, bullshit and it, it, or is it, it connected be. to my other health issues? I don't know. I mean, I it's would love to think that I'm ascending to me too. I hope I'm a chosen dimension. one. I mean, <laughs> let well, me ascend. Well, we're all chosen ones, but you <laughs> <I'm> know, <just> <laughs> but it's interesting because I, I, and I know this for a fact because I'm not normally feeling this groggy, this tired, like fatigue's a, a real mm-hmm. big one. And lately, not only have I been waking up like at two or three in the morning, just randomly like sitting up, like all of a sudden awake where I feel like, wait, I was in the middle of a dream. And then now here I am awake, kind of just staring off into space, mm-hmm. but just been waking up like every morning for the past week, feeling re- exhausted. Like I didn't even sleep. Like I've yeah. just felt even more sluggish than, than I normally do. And I have too. I don't know. Maybe Have you experienced a, anything, Janelle? Um, I was going to say that feeling of being tired all the time <laughs> sounds like me literally all my whole life. Yeah, I know. I, I have say, chronic I fatigue feel too. No so. more tired than I always do. Is, you don't notice it even worse though? No, I, I'm not necessarily. I have headaches a lot though, which I don't really usually have. But in the past like six months, I started getting headaches. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that is. If it's like hereditary because my mom has them or if it's. You're Maybe ascending. I'm just going into 5D. It could be that. <laughs> no, I doubt it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's pretty interesting. And I'm curious if you guys have been having any of these symptoms that people are talking about because maybe there's something to it. I don't know. Well, I think I think there probably is because one thing that I think is important to mention for people out there who are very skeptical about all of this or don't believe in this at all is when we talk about frequencies, right? We're talking about our, our vibrations and our frequencies rising. Mm-hmm. Well, we know for a fact that our own planet has a frequency, right? It's called the Schumann frequency. And this is a very real scientific thing. And we know for a fact that the Earth's frequency is rising. Mm-hmm. So we have to rise along with it and and hopefully surpass and, and go to much higher levels of frequency. But uh, the actual frequency of the planet is rising. So that is mm-hmm. like 100% a scientific fact. So the idea that we're rising too would make makes sense, a lot of sense. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The planet's and we're made adjusting. out of energy. We're made out of energy. We're all, it's rising together. We're being affected by our atmosphere as well and our universe. Yeah. And I mean, this is like globally too. Like mm-hmm. this is all cultures, all types of people. I mean, the aboriginals I thought was really interesting is they're taking this day very seriously. They're mm-hmm. going out and they're going to be praying and doing rituals and things like that uh, because they truly believe that you know, they, we are going into this next age and 
it's going to be hugely important to the survival of their culture along with the rest of us here on the planet, which I found really interesting. I was like, if anybody knows something yeah. about the planet or the mysteries and secrets mm-hmm. of, of our earth and the spiritual realm, I believe the aboriginals do like, yep. they, they, they are, they were They're, here since the very beginning. They really were. And they've always been incredibly in tune Yes, with dreaming, with the spiritual realm, with dimensions. They understand all of that extraterrestrials so. yeah yeah absolutely. so many things so like it's interesting that we're now here this week after a week talking about aliens we're here talking about all of this because mm-hmm. i think the alien conversation does get brought into this one because part of literally what hi Mached said was that the aliens aren't ready to reveal themselves because we're not ready for them yet yeah. we haven't gotten our level of consciousness to that level where we're going to actually be able to comprehend what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. when they land so <laughs> because a lot of us at the 3D level are going to be scared. I or mean, maybe they just don't want to be... come here because it's too low vibrational for them. They just don't want to deal with that shit. They can't you know? vibe with us or something. Yeah. So it's, it's very possible. <laughs> They're just not. Yeah. We got to get on their vibe in order to be able to actually see them and communicate with them. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what they said. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. So again, this isn't like December 21st, you should expect yeah. aliens to land. Big thing. Jesus is coming back. I mean, there's a lot of, <laughs> oh, there's a lot yeah. of theories out there. I mean, maybe there is. I mean, people think all kinds of things. There's even uh, one particular Christian pastor out there who says December 21st is doomsday. Oh, it's calling oh, shit. it. It's calling it. End of the world is 21st. Oh no. I'm not yeah. ready for that. Yeah. Me either. I need a little more time. So, I, I mean, you know, everybody goes back to the minds always like, and it always gets moved and changed. So again, these dates mm-hmm. are just, mm-hmm. you know, one person's perspective or interpretation or yeah. many, but I mean, but there is significance. If you believe in astrology, there's just so much significance to this conjunction in general and it being in Aquarius. I really personally, I believe we are headed into the equation of the equation, <laughs> the age of Aquarius. I get excited for this. Um, I think that we are going into a higher level of consciousness. I think we're going to a more peaceful, more understanding world. I have high hopes for the future. I really do. And I I feel like sometimes a little naive saying that, but I really, I really, really do. I think we're going to be. People are waking up. Yeah. That's the bottom line. I think it's happening at, since the internet, it's just been happening faster and faster and it's going to continue. And people are learning more and more information and God, if we really have more proof of aliens, it's all over. Like once that door opens for people, the rest just floods out. That's how it was for me. Like learning about aliens was just. Yeah, it's really. You know, the, it's like really made so much make sense. All of a sudden, everything kind of clicked. I was like, wow, OK, now I get how all of this kind of clicks together. Well, it's because literally our entire civilization was built on this fact of we don't know if there's life out there. Right. Like we've always lived and been a species that's never really taken into consideration what happens if we are not alone in this universe and there are other other civilizations out there like that changes the entire game it changes all the systems and structures and philosophies and religions on earth completely because everybody has to you know we all have to take a step back from our beliefs and we have to be like wow okay this changes the game there's all these other advanced civilizations and they're millions of years more advanced than us in most cases I feel like some humans, their ego will not be able to understand that. No. That there are. Some people think they're very significant. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So sick that we are the most significant, that we're the furthest we've ever been, the smartest we've ever been. Right. But at the end of the day, we could be literally looking like a bunch of chimps 
running around <laughs> a little you know planet with trees on it yeah to the rest of these civilizations out there they're like god these guys they they think they believe in this what that's crazy <laughs> like they're they're so far off from what the actual truth is so i i mean again the age of aquarius is going to go on for 2100 years so that's a long time beyond our lifetimes i think we're going to see you know some th things slowly yeah. happen but don't expect it all to be here by the end no, of next year or something no and like. next year might be shitty too i'm not saying like oh 2021 here we go like everything's gonna be amazing now everyone's gonna just wake up and it's gonna be peaceful but i do think this is something that's like really gonna start picking up and if you look more into 5d it's pretty interesting i believe in it but i know everyone has well, we, ha we know beliefs. there's multiple dimensions it's just what do you believe about consciousness mm -hmm. nobody knows the answers to consciousness so can we consider all these theories absolutely like nobody yeah. knows for sure right no. nobody knows the answers for sure no. but at, at least I, I think going down this road and looking into this more and you know trying to find evidence for this is the right way to go i mean why not mm -hmm. what other options do we have mm-hmm so people who are, I guess you could say, spiritual gurus and experts, um, there are, a lot of them are saying that now is a great time to really focus in on yourself, try to lift your own personal vibrations, not be focused or sucked down by other people's negative vibrations. That's going to be really important this time is just to feel as light as you possibly can and as positive as you can, which is really hard lately. I totally get that. But um, if you've never tried to meditate, now is a great time to start doing that or to journal um, or just sit back and enjoy the ride. I mean, I guess it's just going to all unfold. It's just about personal growth at the end of the day. It's just I like, what so are too. you doing to better yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually? Apparently now is a good time to do that though, because it'll, it'll be a little easier. It'll come possibly easier to you than it may have months ago or years ago. Right, exactly. And you don't want to be one of those people that doesn't get to, to hear the news about the aliens because you're still at 3D. <laughs> Like, you want to be those, I highly doubt that's how it works. Or you can't see them. What happens if they land? They are only visible to those in the fifth <laughs> Could dimension. Could you imagine someone's like, look at this shit. Like half the people are like, oh my God, it's aliens. And other half are like, what? Are you like, what drugs did you take to be sealing these aliens? Because I still don't see shit. It'd be like Santa Claus. You only see them if yeah. you truly believe. <laughs> and that's funny, but it could absolutely be the case. Could like, be. It, or, or communicate with them. I think one of the things is going to be if we do meet another civilization, how the fuck do we communicate with them? Mm -hmm. Hopefully they know English or some language of ours, but perhaps they only know how to communicate with us spiritually, telepathically. Maybe. I mean, there's a lot of ways that maybe they'll just come to us in our dreams. I mean, there's so many ways they might communicate. It makes me feel really excited about the future and excited to be alive during this time and see what is going to happen during the start of the age of Aquarius. I personally really believe in it. And you know, I'm going to take advantage of it. I'm going to try to meditate and just connect, spend time with nature and yeah. just kind of watch it all unfold. You know, yeah. let us know if you guys have already experienced anything. I want to know if you're experiencing any of the symptoms or if you felt anything on December 21st or were you able to see the conjunction happen? Let us yeah, know. definitely. But let's go ahead and get into our first topic of 2020s breakthroughs and discoveries. But before we get into our 2020 breakthroughs and discoveries, we want to thank our sponsors for today. All right, so let's go ahead and get into our first breakthrough of 2020. So back in January, Samsung announced that they have created pretty eerie looking authentic digital humans. This is very, very weird. Of course, explain what that means. Authentic digital human. Basically, it's a virtual human being that looks and behaves like us. It has the ability to learn new skills, form memories and show emotions. 
And this is like a new version, an advanced version of like Siri, Alexa. What is Google's one called? Just Hey Google? It's just named Google? <laughs> hey Google. No, it's just called Google Assistant. Oh. Yeah. Gotcha. I, you well, might even be able to name it whatever you want, actually. Well, it's basically going to be one of those, but an actual AI being that like becomes your fucking assistant or friend. Yeah. Watch, watch the trailer for Neon. It's pretty wild. Hi, I'm Neon. Artificial human. It's a little bit different from an AI. I was computationally created based on how real humans look and behave. Every Neon has a unique personality, emotion, and intelligence. I'll help you find your style. I'll let you know what's happening around you. I'll guide your journey. I'll help you find your inner peace. I'll be someone you'll share your idea with. My dream is to help humans become even more human than ever before. Wow. Wow is right. Yeah, that's wild. I love how they end the trailer so that you don't walk away feeling totally creeped out. They're like, <laughs> we're going to help humans feel more human. Mm-hmm. Like that's their. That just creeps me out alone, though, them saying that. So I agree. They definitely tried to make this not feel creepy, like as peaceful and serene. Like it almost felt like a commercial for an anti-depression medication or something (laughs) like that. Right. Like an SSRI. Neon will be able to prescribe you whatever medications (laughs) you may need. Exactly. That's what it felt like. No need for professionals anymore. Yeah, They're like, everything will be fine, even though it's robots that you're going to become friends with or will become part of your lives. You can even train Neon to become a surgeon and give you whatever (laughs) surgery you need. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Well, it's not. But that's the thing is it's going to be on your screen. So yeah. it's not like it's a th- no. like a, a humanoid no. robot. I was going way. Sorry, She's I'm just thinking of the fifty ultimate. years yeah. further than us Sorry. right now. All right, but yes, um, they're like it's more of a digital assistant. But you're going to actually be able to see a visual reference representation yeah. of a little human. That's like your little bud. Imagine if in your phone there's like a little dude in there, and it's like oh. And, and it and, knows you. It gets to know you. Yeah. This I feel like this thing could become like a therapist to you. And it reminded me of this app that I saw the other night when I was scrolling for just journaling apps. They had one that was like this. It was like a AI journal where it slowly gets to know you and like talks to you and becomes like your friend. <laughs> yeah, because it learns about you. Yeah, and, and you're like it, journaling your most deepest thoughts to it. Yeah, it's a little concerning. I think. A little, a little. Um, Yeah, it's very, it's interesting that we're talking about this right after talking about the age of Aquarius. It's like, well, that's a big part of it, mm-hmm. too, is technological advances. Like, that's part right. of, of the age of Aquarius. Should we be scared of these things? Are we just scared because they're new? In the wrong hands? I'm very terrified. Yeah, I agree. Well, I agree. and also, like, is this going to actually make us be more human? You know, to talk yeah, to our, our like? phones and our screens and, like, to help there'll probably be, be like, mirrors you put in your house where you, like, walk up to the mirror and you say whatever your whatever your neon's name is and then it just appears there and it looks like you're standing across from each other and like i'm just like we're going from hey siri can you send this message to to my dad to (laughs) you know hey neon can you like make me feel better about my dog dying like it's going to be like just a totally different interaction with this neon Hmm. And how does that make you more human? Because you're now communicating with something that is imitating a human, but not an actual human. You can't touch 
this neon. That's what I'm trying to understand too, that tagline. I think what they're trying to say with that is you will be able to do more human-like things because we will take the, you know, your little AI assistant will take care of all the mundane bullshit. You can really thrive as a human. And that's the argument that a lot of people are going to make. It seems like our audience is so split when it comes to this. Either people think things like this are good, that they're going to help humanity further. Technologically, yeah. yeah. Move our civilization forward, yeah. Right, and that without these things that we're going to get stuck in the same place, we shouldn't just want to not move forward with technology at all. But at the same time, about half our audience, and I'm like totally, you know, in, in between, but half of our audience feels that this is extremely dangerous and that AI is gonna be the end of humanity completely. So yeah. it's kind of like, which side of the coin well, do you fall on? Here, here's a, here's a thought. So with this move into AI and this new technology, if we're ascending as well as we're developing it, I think we're going to be okay. I think if humanity as a whole, the, the human population is actually ascending to a, a, another spiritual dimension. And we are thinking that way as opposed to where we're at right now, I think in the current state with everything the way it is and with technology and the way it's going, it's going to end badly. And that's why so many people believe that Mm -hmm. it's going to end badly is because in the current state of things and the people that have the control over the AI Mm. and their intentions right now are not in the right place because they're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about Google's thinking about Google at the end of the day, right? Yeah, They do think about us in some cases, but we've even seen that kind of completely obliterated after the social dilemma came out and we started mm. seeing that they don't really care about us. No. We're they're just We're mining the us. They're yeah. mining us. Absolutely. So in the current state of things, yes, I'm very scared of where this technology mm-hmm. will go. I think it will disconnect us from each other because we too. are gonna completely lose spirituality if mm-hmm. we fall in love with these avatars on our phones mm-hmm. and their inner technology. Yeah. That's gonna make us very lost and forget who we are. I totally agree with that. Like it I feel like it won't be very long till there really are AI therapists like this, like some yeah. version of this that becomes your therapist. You can see it. You're in your house. And I mean, I feel like that human connection is so important, actually talking to another human because who are you talking to at the end of the day? It's like scary. But this neon is intended to mimic a human being. I did like exactly the way a real human would be. It would react to your emotions. It would cry. Yeah. It would cry like you're with gonna you. be your friend. Yeah, it would literally be as if you were on a FaceTime call with your friend. It's like your secretary or real life assistant. It's yeah, really that's what like they're really assistant. going for is that, well, it's not, it's not going to be assistant only. It could be anything. It would be a teacher for you. It mm. could be your therapist. It could be your doctor. It could be so a, a movie star or in the commercial. It was TV anchors. What I see is a lot of humans without jobs if this yes. continues this way because yes. they're not, the big networks are going to save so much money if they can just get an oh, AI so true. human to do the news. Like they don't mm-hmm. have to pay benefits. They don't have to pay the AI, uh, all these different things. Oh, there's so many examples we could go into of jobs that could be lost because of AI. I think my biggest concern is the fact that technology is getting so good so quick and humans can't keep up with it. And like, yeah, maybe we are ascending and, you know, spiritually growing, but I don't think that we can do it fast enough naturally, like as fast to keep up with what we're Mm -hmm. producing technologically. Like it's insane. Think back to what we had even when we were kids, like there was, and then what we have now in like 20 some years, that's insane. And it's only growing faster and faster. What is it going to be like in 10 years from now? I can't even imagine. I feel like it gets dangerous when 
we as humans are creating these mis- these machines that are so much more advanced than us so much more quickly. And we mm-hmm. like literally cannot keep up just as little humans. I know. It makes me think of that movie, I, Robot. Like they became, you know, emotional. They Those robots became conscious. And it makes me wonder, are, how far are we from an actual physical Siri assistant or mm-hmm. like buying your own iP- iP- uh, iRobot, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what it'll be yeah. called, but yeah. buying a chef robot or a cleaning robot or is that going to be the next big christmas gift in like 20 years because of how fast i mean it has to be it has to that will happen yeah it's a matter of when because the rate of technology is just it goes up and up and it's just it it cannot it will not slow down it absolutely will not slow down we're going to see this this is unstoppable this is going to happen this is going to be something we're going to be used to i bet in like Three Five years, years said, we'll be doing yeah. these episodes looking back and saying, wow, yeah, we're totally used to this and it's not that weird. It's just part of our lives and just the way that we thought Siri was. Remember when Siri first came out, how weird That's we all what thought I'm it saying. was? And that was in like, what, 2009, 2009 or something? I don't know. I don't know. Siri came out. I feel like, no, I was in high school back in 2009. So no, it was later than that. Like, I don't know when exactly. But yeah, I just remember when they first said Siri, I was like, it has a name. We're supposed to like talk to it. It's like. It's, it's your crazy. virtual assistant. And, you know, now we're used to that. Everyone knows what a Siri is, right? A lot of most people know what Alexa is. Yeah. We're how so many more used people to this. Use it on the daily basis. Like how many of you out there listening use an AI assistant? I know. I'm sure we're triggering all of them by saying all the, the names. Hey, Alexa, <laughs> you just fucked so many people over. <laughs> They're like, hi. <laughs> but I, I think Janelle brought up a, a crucial point in this is that technology is developing at a far ra- faster mm-hmm. rate than we are as humans, as far as our evolution mm-hmm. goes. And I, I think we are going to run into a major problem very soon where technology is going to be at this point where it can completely take over every system job that all of us humans do. And we're kind of left like picking up the pieces of like, what do we do next? Like, where do we go yeah. from here? Are we going to become useless? And there's so many of us and robots are going to be just doing everything. And we're just like obsolete, well, just sitting here. Here's what I believe. Okay. I'll give you a crazy belief. I, I think that before <laughs> that point happens, which a lot of people believed is the singularity mm-hmm. where technology and humans collide. Mm-hmm. I think that extraterrestrials are going to be come a part of the conversation pretty soon because if we're talking about aliens traveling light years away from other planets, galaxies, even in our solar system, their techno their technology is going to be way, way, way beyond where we're even going to get to in, in the next 50 years, even. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, if aliens do some, you know, come out to the public and we are able to communicate with them, which I believe we can, and we have been for a long time, then it's very, very, very likely that, things on the earth are just dramatically going to change when that happens because that technology is no longer to be hidden. It's going to be no longer secret because we're all going to know that they're here. They got here some way. There's this technology out there and it completely changes the planet, which takes us back to Nikola Tesla and the wireless energy system. Mm -hmm. Like hopefully we are going to see that in our lifetime. I'm I'm hoping and and (laughs) praying for that because that would be an amazing moment in history. It would be, yeah, it might scare some people for sure, but (laughs) But it might be the only way forward for us as a civilization to survive any longer, because if none of that happens, then the alternative is, is that we're going to be battling our, our chef robots for survival. <laughs> like it's gonna be like- and honestly, when you put it that way, it makes you think about like this technology. I mean, it seems so, so new and groundbreaking to us, but 
these tech, like it's likely other civilizations are far beyond that. And are we just, should we be scared of it because it's, it's just part of growth? Yeah. You know, and to join that, the rest of the galaxy, do we need to get to a certain level with technology? Right. And they probably have, yeah. And they probably already have AI. They probably have their own technology. Well, maybe they have the solutions to some of our concerns. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just, it's really complicated and it is there's, it hurts my brain i know it, it really does to wrap your head around all and these then things I, like but. never makes sense trying to talk about it i'm like because well, i get all like <laughs> nervous one thing i think that's going to make it even worse is the fact that i feel like working together is really important and whether that's working together with other alien species or just working mm-hmm. together as yeah. human race like i think in order to mm-hmm. get past this and be able to do yeah. this successfully we have we have to work together and we I can't know. we're the most divided i mean we're so divided and i feel like even if alien come aliens come i mean they're we're not going to want to work with them or half the people will want to and the other half won't or yeah i mean i don't know we're multiple, so divided a, multiple alien species could come and some could join up with them and others could join up with this group i mean that's just <laughs> that's like true i'm that just worried that we just cannot like work together in order to like continue mm-hmm. to grow as society. I think that's like the biggest thing is being on the same page and like pushing each other forward. And we're always fighting. And and I think that we have been conditioned to be that way. Yeah. That our society is set up for us to be divided by politics and right. by class oh, and yeah. by race and all these things that we're like, you're this and I'm that and I'm this and you're that when we're all the human race, mm-hmm. we have to see ourselves like that. But are we going to be able to actually come together like that? I don't, I agree with you. That could be hard, but that's why a lot of people are excited for the age of Aquarius. And that's why, you know, it talks about people coming together during that time and humanity. I don't know. From what I saw this past year, I'm hoping maybe we just like left <laughs> the last age Pis- Pisces with a bang or something. And then we like maybe are having a nice refresh, is. but I'm like, what if it was, the I'm age? not trying to be Debbie yeah. Downer, but like, God, I'm like a little bit like, I don't know about that because what? The hell just happened in the past year on Little Grace. I feel you on that. I just, I really believe in manifestation and I'm trying to just like voice as much positivity as I can. And I hope that this is a real change in humanity. I'm going to just go with that for now until I see otherwise, you know? Mm. Why not? What do we got to lose at at the end of the day? Yeah, exactly. Yep can only get worse from here so oh i'm curious what you guys think though if you think this is a a step in the right direction is more technology good or is more technology bad it's going to be necessary technology is going to be well some people are going to disagree with you but in order to like leave our planet and join others like we have to do that if we're going to do that yeah but so like is some of us just going to be willing to do that and then the others are just left behind here to die like is that a normal process is that how other species have done it it's like oh yeah we ended up losing half our species because they weren't able to grow with us and so like i don't don't know maybe that is how it works i don't know but, I don't know. A lot of people think that the key is simplifying things and we need yeah. to get back to the basics. So it's like, it's, it could go either different. way. It could go either you way. You can argue I mean, it either way. And really I see can. all sides. I really do. And no one knows. No mm-hmm. one fucking knows. So. Cause it's like, you know, there's the technology aspect to move civilization forward, but then there's the human aspect and, you know, that requires spiritual growth and, mm-hmm. and oneness. So yeah, it's one, it's one of those that I'm just, I'm here for the ride. I'm buckled in, I'm tuned in, I'm ascending, I'm here for the ride. And we will be here weekly to cover it all as it unfolds here on our podcast, baby. (laughs) All right, next topic. Not going to lie, guys, I thought this was a picture of a female part. 
Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't want to get demonetized. When I'm thinking of a word that won't get demonetized. A, a female, female part seems to work. <laughs> it's, it's a, a piece, piece of fish. Yeah, we're looking at some sushi, but when I first scrolled down, I thought that was two pe- two legs, and you then in the middle, you get, see that? You might want to get yourself checked if that's what you're <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> wow. Josh is like, okay. Mental images flashing in my head. <laughs> Anyways, what what this is actually all about is the fact that we are overfishing our seas. There's pollution mm-hmm. out, out the, the wazoo. I mean, it's like it's really getting scary. ridiculous at this point. Species are going extinct. So, and it's because we're fishing it for food. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of us eat sushi and seafood for that matter. I mean, I love it. It's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it's we love sushi. And this conversation is really interesting because this goes back into what we were just talking about. You know, we wouldn't be able to do things like this without technology. And are, right. is technology going to, in fact, help us create things like this Yes, in all areas of our life and help us improve and save our planet with technology? Is that possible? It is. It is. Maybe. It, well, that's, what, that's why with that whole thing, I go back to who's in charge of the technology. And that's right. why we really, yes. you know, do we want that's the cyborg that is Mark Zuckerberg to have as much control <laughs> over everything that he does and have as much information i get very worried about poor mark it seems seems like something happened with him like he's i I don't know he's got something going on something he's looking a little dead behind the eyes all right all right we gotta stop all right the breakthrough when it comes to sushi this year was that a food tech startup called blue nalu successfully produced the first ever cruelty-free lab-grown yellowtail product Hmm. the fish fillets which can be served raw cooked or acidified are made entirely from cells. And this is a huge breakthrough because it's a huge advancement in the world of lab grown seafood. Cause as we know, there's lab grown meats, uh, beef, chicken, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much all the meats at this point have some sort of lab grown alternative. And then obviously there's plant alternatives mm-hmm. out there that have really become popular in the past couple of years. And it's huge. And they're impressive too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. So, one of the big problems on our planet is, you know, the fact that we may not have enough food for the population and sustain sustain the population as it mm-hmm. grows into the future. So to be able to art- artificially create this in a way in a lab is is huge. And seafood's one of those that's literally at its breaking point. Like the fish populations yeah. are getting really really low. So if you know we can, cont- I mean, if we have to give up seafood, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if we can go on eating lab-grown yeah, ahi tuna, like... I think that's so cool. Why not? I'm very curious, though, because I think a lot of people will have different opinions when it comes to lab-grown meat in general. Well, it's you know, humane. Like, it sounds good, but... It's I know, humane. of course it's humane. And, but, like, good? are there other things that are questionable with it? I'm, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. And, I, of course, I've never tried it. I is mean, it humane for us, though? Like, how do you know what they're putting in it? Like, yeah, it's lab grown, but is it organic chicken? Right. Is it, chicken that is they're it growing? good like, for our bodies? The nutrient wise, like we don't know how it affects mm-hmm. us because we've never, you know, had meal or diets off of this. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see like when this becomes popular, if, if people are eating lab grown meat as their regular diet, like does it affect them in a way that doesn't otherwise, I don't you know, people who aren't eating lab grown. That's going to be something weird to be like, oh, yeah, I'm eating lab grown. Like, how are restaurants going to advertise that? They're literally going to write like lab grown meat on the windows yeah, and stuff. People like, will now eat available it. at Taco Bell, lab grown meat. That just sounds disgusting. <laughs> like, I feel like that's just going to be a turnoff to the general population. Just lab grown meat sounds. Mm. They're going to have to come up with a better like name for that because 
that is not great. Well, again, remember, this is actually coming from the living cells of the animal. So Yes, I know, but the, the term yeah. is a little confusing, I think, to people. But maybe they'll just like, should be literally switch over. Maybe like, mm-hmm. like giant corpse will just switch over to lab-grown only because you oh, have I to think about how much less land it takes yeah. to... That would be amazing. And so then you get into the argument of, is it helping the environment... Like, yes, labs and stuff. Like, is that good for the environment and factories like that? I don't know. But factory farming is fucking terrible for the mm-hmm. environment. So if we can eliminate that to some degree. Yeah, exactly. That's the point of this is it's try to make a more sustainable planet and enough food for people and as well as let our planet recover by not having so much animal products. And I wonder if it's something that can eventually be done in an affordable way that we could actually feed the whole planet. Yeah. It's, with things it, like this alternatives well if you know the the research continues and we see success and we start getting good products i mean the demand for it is the demand's going to go up i mean look at all the the plant mm-hmm. alternative companies are huge. way huge now compared yeah. they're getting big deals with major corporations like mm-hmm. big money starting to get behind it and if and, you've never tried them try them they're really good they i mean they come very close to it it's right. not it's not like and they're keeping working on it or tofu or something. Exactly. You know? I feel like so many people think plant alternative. They're just going to be like munching on some leaves. But no, it really it's very good. They how do they do it? They like inject impossible. This- OK, impossible does it to where they have this specific. I think it's an enzyme. I'm pretty sure. And you extract it. They extract it from plants, but it's also in like animal products mm-hmm. and it gives the meat the taste of meat like what we know it to taste like flavor the flavor of meat but they were able to find this same again i believe it's an enzyme from a plant as well and use it i think i don't remember what it's called i'm not even gonna try and pronounce it but (laughs) it's it's so cool because they're able to take like the thing that makes meat taste like meat and shove it into plants or i guess take it out of plants and then put it into like plant-based foods which is so cool so I wonder if we will see restaurants like sushi restaurants opening up that are completely lab grown source sushi. I'm sure we will. I'd be interested to try it. Yeah. I mean, I would switch if it's, you know, I check. I want to know a little bit more about it before I say for sure, but I would definitely, it's like, but then again, great like, to have we don't say that about the food that we eat now. Like the food that we eat now is barely food as it is. Like the <laughs> amount know. of processing that is done to our food. Like it's very questionable. We I mean, want to do an episode on it. Yeah. We should soon. Food. Yeah. In general, mm-hmm. it's a real bitch. There's a lot issue. going on with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point, though. We don't even, I mean, if we actually knew the truth about where all of our food comes right now, we'd be like, oh, lab grown sounds pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, that's I mean, so like, true. That's such that's, a great point. That's good stuff. Like, seriously, th- it's sterile. It's, it's, I know where <laughs> yeah. it came from. I know the <laughs> quality. True. It's, you know, they're able to break it down to a molecular level. So you can, you actually know what you're going to be putting in your body when you get a lab, lab grown product. And you, you got to think, too, like, we're in the early stages of it and we've already gotten this far. Like where will we be in 10 years? I mean, they're going to get this to a point where it's exactly the same as the real thing. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. They're going to get to that point. And And that would be huge for our planet. Yeah. And I feel like right now more and more people are stopping, like not eating meat and stuff. And Mm -hmm. so I think that like a lot of meat industry companies will eventually start to maybe feel that impact. And I don't know, this could be down the line, but I feel like they would want to get in on this because People who don't eat meat, like they're, you know, they can still be a consumer of that product because it's like, oh, well, you maybe you're not eating meat for animal rights. But if it's technically lab grown and it wasn't slaughtered, it wasn't in living horrible living conditions, then if someone who is not eating meat for that reason, maybe they would start, you know, eating meat or like, you know, working, I guess. (laughs) 
helping that company that typically like uh, Tyson, for example, or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, mm-hmm. like if they got into it, could they kind of gain back the people that they're losing because people are mad about factory yeah, farming? They will. And would that have them, would they slowly shut down some yeah. of their factory farming know, maybe. over time? Be cool. I wonder if it would be like a slow transition like that. That would make the most the sense. The amount of money they'd have to save on land and water yeah. to feed. Oh, yeah their animals and water to grow the crops and the food for the animals yeah. and the amount of electricity and the yeah. amount of work factory workers mm-hmm. that yeah. you have like hands it on would change everything. I mean, God thinking about this is just really wild thinking about the future and what things could look like in like 50 years. What and if it's absolutely normal for us to have multiple meals with our family a week that are lab grown? <laughs> what uh, if we can lab grow our own food at our own house? Or just like, there's like Christmas chicken kits. starter kit. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it now. Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> That's really, really hard for me to wrap my mind around. Yeah. But you got to think that that yeah. is the future, though. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, if we're so, here at 2020. Yeah, clearly that's going to happen. 2050. I mean. Yeah. You're going to be like grocery store. What's that? Totally. Well, Nobody's maybe that's going the way to we're going to turn it's like a 3D around. printer. Yeah, exactly. You're printing your food. <laughs> Damn. I mean, a lot of people think that that's exactly what's going to happen. We're just going to 3D print everything. Everything's going to be we can all make it ourselves. There's going to be no need for us to have even Someone happens companies to consumerism. Are, does it just like die. go down the yeah. drain? Yeah, it does. That's, <laughs> so like if I want an iPhone, I can 3D print one. Print it. Anybody can print anything they want. <laughs> oh <laughs> the fuck? God. Yeah. Uh, I can't even imagine how the world would change. God, the world is going to change so it much. Is. It is. We're going to see so much in our lifetime, lifetimes. Unbelievable. You got to think we will. I mean, just look at our grandparents. If you look back at their mm. lives, they mm-hmm. went through some shit and they saw some We've shit. We've seen a lot. They saw so much so, change. Absolutely. And they didn't have technology like we do now. That's the thing is right. like technology mm-hmm. is growing so fast. It's like yep. quadrupling it faster every faster two every seconds. Year. I feel exactly. It's just like it does. It insane. literally does. Yeah. We'll see. So the next discovery from 2020 I wanted to talk about is a new cannabinoid was found that is 33 times more potent than THC. So if you're a cannabis user out there or a marijuana user, you obviously know about THC. You probably know about CBD as well. And you know the, that they are cannabinoids. They're the molecules. THC is the one that gets you high. CBD is the medicinal part that is not psychoactive. So when I, I actually didn't even know about this, and I, I must have had my Wii notifications off or something, but this is really interesting because research is being done on the cannabis plant right now in other parts of the world because unfortunately here in the u.s cannabis is still a schedule one drug hopefully that changes in the next couple of years because we need to be researching this plant i mean there are so many things about it that we are just beginning to learn and all of the medicinal uses like i think so many people get caught up in the fact that it gets you high but forget about the fact that this plant has serious medicinal benefits to it that it really does. really can change your life and it's I mean, just a a miracle plant really and it's so it complex there's so much to it yeah if you ever there get, should be way more funding for research in thc and cbd and and we can't do that here in the u.s right now because of the fact that it's federally illegal and it's the highest level scheduled drug it could possibly be it's it's honestly just crazy and we have a whole episode on the hemp conspiracy and and all of that that goes into that aspect in more detail but actually some italian scientists discovered this new cannabinoid thcp and cbdp mm-hmm. that is actually 33 times more potent than thc and what does that mean exactly because you're like what does that mean i get 33 times more high 
technically yeah but <laughs> but at the same time it's also how the actual cannabinoid affects your endocannabinoid system mm -hmm. uh, which is your body system to maintain homeostasis which i feel like so many people don't even know that that mm -hmm. we have an endocannabinoid system no. and this plant actually interacts it's literally with made that. for us yeah it literally <laughs> is made to uh interact with your endocannabinoid mm -hmm. system and so when these scientists discovered this they basically were able to replicate this and they did this in a lab environment and they were able to see that thcp bonds to your receptors your cannabinoid receptors 33 times more than thc does so it's not you know it's not like they smoked it and they're like oh we got 33 <laughs> times more high man like this was crazy they literally found out that it mm -hmm. it, it binds with your receptors 33 times more, more. than thc mm -hmm. so that could mean you get way more high it probably does you know psychoactively but it also could just unlock limitless medicinal benefits i mean yes. if it's we already have learned that thc coupled with cbd creates an entourage effect mm -hmm. where the two interact and and help with the medicinal benefits mm -hmm. of the actual uh, cannabinoids which is really cool so do you think this is going to be something that we're going to see at the dispensaries now like thcp up on the shelf it could be definitely and i think for you know certain types of plants that would contain thcp it would probably be uh it, I, I assume we would probably start with like a prescription for that because mm -hmm. that's going to be just be so much more potent mm -hmm. and we don't know its effect on humans yet fully like we don't know you know right. how high that actually gets you in and how much do you need for you know we don't but know dosing day. but one day absolutely because I think you know once they figure out what this will do for your body and for all the other medicinal benefits that it brings I think it will absolutely be a medication and I think that the way they're researching it right now is really more of like in a prescription environment because mm. they're able to pull these molecules and you got to wonder that the pharmaceutical companies are going to create pills. They're going to create just normal traditional types of medication that contain THC yeah. uh, for people because uh, they're going to want to get in on it. Exactly. And, and they're going to want to use this this compound because it, it works. It actually provides all these benefits. But the problem is, is that they're going to do that in a lab. It's going to be all artificial. The The plant's going to be really taken out of the equation because they're going to be able to replicate this molecule and just create it artificially. And then all of a sudden you have the pharmaceutical companies having THC products that they're selling. And then the cannabis industry is trying to sell the same thing in essence. And so who's going to win? Mm -hmm. And that's, I don't know, that's a little worrisome. Yeah, it is. But I guess time will tell where this will go. But I, I just thought that was really interesting that there, you know, there are scientists out there actually researching the cannabis plant because I feel like so many of us just think we've mm -hmm. we've already unlocked everything there is weed to is know weed. about it. Yeah, weed yeah. is weed. It gets you high. Moving on, but that's not the case at all. There's there's mm -hmm. so many more benefits I think that are going to come out of it. There's so many people out there that could benefit from it, and maybe they'll feel more comfortable the more research is done. I I know there's just such a unfortunate stigma around marijuana. It's sad yeah. because so many people could be helped by it. It's been life-changing for me with all of my shit I deal with. You know, I hope we see just more and more research over time. Absolutely. I'm all for research. I think that's super important with this and with any of these other psychedelics as well. Yeah. So, And I think it makes, like I said, it makes people feel more comfortable the more that they can understand right. it. Yeah, absolutely. So really excited about that one. But the next one I found really interesting because it kind of ties into true crime a little bit. So some researchers have been doing a very interesting study where they're trying to figure out, you know, different ways to detect human remains in soil and just in areas where that are heavily forested 
because it becomes much more difficult to find human remains like in a forest because you got all this vegetation and once the body decomposes it goes into the ground and it becomes virtually impossible mm -hmm. to find a team of botanists anthropologists and soil scientists from the university of tennessee's body farm division otherwise known as the anthropology research facility have been doing some very interesting research on how human decomposition affects the soil uh, in you know the area where the body is lying in mm -hmm. the ground and the body farm is very interesting i think i saw i think vice covered it actually uh, they went out to it and they take actual human cadavers so people donate bodies and um, there's a bunch of ways they get these actual bodies but they study the decomposition of the bodies so they're called the body farm because they literally have an area at their university where there's Ew. just a bunch of decomposing bodies oh that's so sick i can't imagine working with that that's a special type of person i feel definitely but it's important research to be done yeah exactly we They're need special. to know how the body i'm glad someone does decomposes. it it's interesting stuff but i the, could not <laughs> but the true crime twist here is the fact that this research that they're doing what they've realized is that there are these cadaver decomposition islands in smaller open landscapes foot patrols could be effective to find someone missing but in more forested or treacherous parts of the world like the amazon that's not going to be possible at all and this led us to look into plants as indicators of human decomposition, which could lead to faster and possibly safer body recovery. So it, the research is still early on, but they believe that increased nitrogen levels in tree and shrub canopies could indicate human remains, which it this means sense, that right? they could actually look, you know, you could put a camera on a drone or some other type of aerial surveillance and you could fly over heavily forested area and you could pick up on those elevated nitrogen levels from the plants because they would stick out from the areas mm -hmm. around it and then you could actually dig in that area and locate human remains much faster than you could just walking through the forest hoping you come across something i feel that there must be so many spots though that would pick up that yeah it would be overwhelming but that would indicate human decomposition in that case because that would be uh that would be one of those islands that would be discovered so yeah there in some places there might be just human remains everywhere right which would be very scary because yeah imagine if you just mm -hmm. flew you had this technology float you go across this foresty area and there's just all these little islands mm -hmm. everywhere could there be other things that could increase that nitrogen level sure but it seems like for the most part it occurs when there's human decomposition the soil that then goes up into the shrubs and tree canopies well i wonder if that's going to be useful in true crime i guess it will Probably not in cases like immediately in the first year or so, because I imagine it would take, it would take time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, they haven't, they haven't figured out exactly like what the time frame is for that to happen. They just know that it does happen at some point. Could be years though. I mean, it could be a mm -hmm. long time before we actually see that level get high enough where it could be detected. And how long does it last too? We don't know, you know, is it going to, are we going to sure. be able to see bodies from 400 years ago, a thousand years ago? Yeah, yeah, I would I would expect probably not because I would think that the it's body like would need through. to be in that last stage of decomposition. But right. then if there's a prolonged period of after the fact and it's just, mm -hmm. you know, you're left with a skeleton, then and it's a little confusing, too, because if so much is absorbed by the plant, by the trees, then how much is actually left in, you know, I don't know how long bones actually take to completely 
decompose. Yeah, it's definitely not anywhere near ready to be like deployed out. No, to, it's just the start of this, of course. But the fact but, that they're actually studying this mm-hmm. and they have, you know, they did make that discovery that there are these cadaver decomposition islands is a big deal because yeah. that does give us hope that this could be a better method for locating human remains. It's very interesting right to think now. about too because you always hear people talking about you know, wanting to be buried, some people wanting to be buried just in the earth, right in the ground, so they can go back to the plants yeah. and become one with the earth. And it, I mean, we literally do. That's cool that you can detect that. Yeah, and I and I think there there's definitely a little bit more science to this than what I'm describing, but I believe that it ha- it does have to do with the when we're talking about time frame. I think it really does have to deal with the decomposition process, and at, at the time, that's when that is mm-hmm. elevated. So that when you do go find that island, you are actually finding human remains that are still, you know, in that last stage of decomposition. We're not dealing, you know, I don't think that if it were just bones at that point that you're going to, and it's been years and years and years that you're going to actually find anything or see that elevated level in the soil. Interesting. And they're still studying that again, go look up the body farm. I think on YouTube, there's a interesting little vice segment where they actually go to it and it's, they literally have, bodies all over this Ugh. this field that they go out and they they look at every day and check the decomposition and it's wild it, it looks like they've got like a bunch of mummies laid out on the lawn and they're Ew. they got like little sheets over them and it stuff smells oh it does Ooh. it does it's fresh so i thought that was pretty interesting though that is the next breakthrough though is really really good news and that is scientists have created artificial red blood cells that may be even better than the real thing this is huge news. I can't believe this isn't on national news. Like, why are why aren't we talking about this? Why does the average person not hear about this? This is a huge discovery. It is. It's, it's could potentially change the the medical game forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, blood is extremely important. Yeah, <laughs> very important. <laughs> Without blood, so. we're, we're there's not much left. So, so the reason why this artificial blood is a big deal is because it's the first time that we've actually been able to make blood that's small enough to go through our vascular system i mean our mm-hmm. veins are so teeny tiny that shit if you make too big of blood and you try to put it in your veins like you're gonna burst your veins yeah <laughs> like there's a lot of things that could go wrong with that right. so they still early on they successfully did that though they were able to make it so that in mice they gave they haven't given it to humans yet but in mice after 48 hours there was no detected toxic side effects as a result of injecting them with that artificial blood, which is a really good sign. Yeah, I mean, that, if a mouse is able to right. take it, then we probably can. Yeah. So obviously red blood cells, they perform a vital function for our body. They carry oxygen to the lungs and all the other tissues. Oh. And they do this through molecules called hemoglobin, which use proteins containing iron that bind to the oxygen. So this could help with so many things because they're so vital to our system. Blood just in general. Mm-hmm. So if we're able to artificially create it, then that takes away the need for people to donate it. Right. I'm just going to say that. And That's- there's already a shortage of blood in most places. So yeah. this would potentially save mm-hmm. a lot of lives, like having mm-hmm. artificial blood readily available everywhere that it's needed. I know that would be huge for this planet. It would be. That would that would change the game, especially if we ever have any type of like, I hate to say that, but like mass yeah. issue, mass right. disaster and where we need a lot of blood. This will really come in handy. Definitely. But the other cool thing about it is it can be modified to deliver tumor killing medications, carry biosensors and more. That's cool. That's really cool. So this could literally be used to shrink or destroy tumors in yeah. patients. Cause a tumor I believe is still taking in blood. I mean, blood is still involved with the tumor. So mm-hmm. in order for it to grow. And so, yeah, the doctors would be able to modify that fake blood, 
put the medication within the blood cells and actually send that into the body, which would make its way to the tumor, eliminating it without ever having to cut somebody open. Wow. And I think that's honestly where the future is going. I don't Mm -hmm. think in in 20, 30 years, we're going to be like getting on the gurney, going under the lights and they're going to be taking knives. You don't think so? No, no surgeries. I think it's all going to be internal. I think literally they're going to put microscopic robot. Like if you have a heart attack and they need to, you know, go into your heart, open up those, uh, those vessels and, and, and all of that, that's all going to be done with micro robots that are going to be put into you. They're going to go in there and like unclog little your blood spiders vessels. that they like crawl through there and dig. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. <laughs> and then, you, and then, you know, they make their way out of your system. Like that's, that's the future. That's crazy to think about. I don't know, 30 years, 30 years, no more surgeries. So surgeons useless at that point. Well, I think there'll still be like human oversight to like. Oh, that they'll can have still, to run it. Yeah, right. they, they're still. But they even, won't be like, what's all the years of medical training for? To like, they won't have to be using their own hands because the robots can be way more precise than a that's human hand. Weird. I don't. I can't even wrap my mind around that. I mean, surgeons already are using robotic hands and no, stuff for true. so yeah. many surgeries. The like, they're not in there with yeah. like a scalpel. Like, a lot of surgeries are like completely remote. The mm-hmm. doctors yeah. in a completely other room using a robot. Yeah, and that's working. clearly only going to get better. So it will get to a point where there is no actual external cutting. It's the medications for cancer for for tumors are all going to be delivered through the blood cells. Wow. And if they can make red blood cells, they'll probably be able to make white blood cells. I mean, if this is the beginning of if we've already done this here in 2020, then Mm -hmm. I think things in 30 years could be really, really different. Maybe we really are headed into this age of Aquarius and new development. (laughs) It comes back to some exciting stuff going on. And what's also exciting is hyper-realistic robot dolphins so that we can all return <laughs> to SeaWorld again and not feel bad about going there because they've been putting these huge, beautiful animals in basically cages. Yeah, it's terrible. Really terrible. So a company is like, all right, we got it. there's a huge business opportunity here. If we can revive these theme parks and create new theme parks and aquariums and educational centers where mm-hmm. you can experience a, an animal like a dolphin or if you want to see an orca or something like that, it's a robot this time though it's an animatronic mm-hmm. robot this thing is really cool so they've created a life-size dolphin that can i'm telling you guys when you see this you're gonna be like wow this looks exactly it like it looks this. really real you, i mean we all have seen animatronics right we go to disney world we mm-hmm. go to a theme park you're like what well, this is lame as fuck like, yeah. this thing barely works He's yeah. Like, yeah why is anyone <laughs> gonna want to go to an animatronic no, aquarium they're getting very good at this this dolphin swims acts looks exactly like a dolphin we'll play a clip here for you it's crazy The marine park industry has been kind of consecutively losing money for the last several decades for a lot of reasons. There's a way to reimagine it. We've been seeing acrobatic shows for almost half a century now. Imagine what would happen if animals that could never be in large aquariums came there. Great white sharks, fantasy dragons that could come out of the water and spit fire. Jurassic animals that you could swim with and experience that world. It's not only about dolphins, it's also about anything your imagination can come up with. It looks really not bad, right? That's like if I had seen that and you didn't tell me it was a robot, I would have thought that was a real dolphin for sure. Yeah, that looks very real. I mean, if you went to an aquarium and you just saw those swimming around, you probably would never question it. But Uh, are people going to want to go to the aquarium if they know these are not real animals? Would you? Yeah. No, I I wouldn't. I would be like, I could literally care less. If I knew that that was a robot, I'd be like, (laughs) okay, well, it's a robot. Like, I don't care. I'm not saying I want aquariums to stay the same way because I think... There's a lot of issues as well. well here's the potential. Okay. Uh, obviously, I just don't understand how this is going to like solve that issue. <laughs> you would go to an aquarium. If we could go to an aquarium 
and see a great white shark that is an animatronic shark swimming around. That's cool. As it does a great in nature. White, you can't have it in an aquarium though. Right. That that's where they're that's going cool. with this. That's why that's why the guy who the edge company yes. guy was saying this is just the beginning. We uh-huh. could literally make fucking dragons. Yeah, I that see that. Plot, like, that's cool. Come in and do shit. Like, and yeah, maybe even in a roller coaster, like yeah. uh, one of the rides at Universal can use that type of stuff, like highly advanced it, animatronics. Yeah, I get that. But is this going to replace aquariums? I don't think people, I think the aquarium businesses aren't going to go for that because they're going to lose if they like all of a sudden they're like, okay, guys, now all of our animals are fake. No, no, no. But they would have, I'm saying if they had one, like, the aquariums used to have dolphins. The aquariums used to have other types of, of sea creatures that are mm-hmm. that size or larger, but now they don't. So, so instead, those things would be in there, but there would be real fish and other things. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. This is only replacing big things. Okay. I this isn't going to replace that. like, yeah, it's not going to be like a aquarium all like fake little fish swimming around. Like, no, this is for big things so that you could go see an orca do a have show. The educational experience or right. see it without harming any animals. In exactly. The process. And yeah. How when would any of us ever get close enough to like get on some glass with a great white and actually see something that looks? But it's not a great white. That's what I'm saying. But it's literally not. It's a piece of plastic with a robot inside of it. Right. Like Like, I'd almost (laughs) rather go in a cage if I really want to see a great white. I just feel like the ocean in a cage. I couldn't be like maybe as a kid that'd be cool if like you were a kid and like your parents were like anti aquarium. Like I don't think I don't know. Like I have this whole thing with like zoos and aquariums. Mm -hmm. Like. I want my kids to experience that, but I feel so bad for the animals. So like, I guess I could see that, but like me personally, like I love animals, but I don't know. I don't think I would get that excited. No. Being like, well, I know it's like, yeah, wow. It's so realistic, but like, Like, wow, maybe once I would like to see your little animatronic thing. (laughs) I don't know. Once or twice. I don't know. The the dragon thing is pretty appealing. Definitely could be, I could be into the dragons, but I just, yeah, I feel like if you want to see dolphins, you want to see dolphins, but maybe you Those are not diving. able to go see a dolphin yeah. ever in your life. Totally, right. yeah. this would be that's your true. Only opportunity that's to true. see a great white yeah. shark. I, know I just if it don't me, think it will. But it's not. I think, it's not your only opportunity because you're not seeing a great one. <laughs> yeah, right. You're really not. But you're seeing something that is virtually <laughs> going to be the closest thing you get to seeing these things. From the I real understand thing. that. Yeah, that's cool. Don't yeah, we do that cool. for everything bad. else? I don't think it's bad. I just don't think. It's going to like fix aquariums, bring back the industry. It will bring back fake dolphins. (laughs) It will bring back the people are just lining up to see these fake dolphins. I know I'm not alone in this and saying I would be so fucking like psyched to go to a park that had a fucking 20 foot great white shark that looked indistinguishable from the real thing. I don't care if it's fake. Well, we all play video games and virtual reality. We love that. But why wouldn't something like that that was again okay. i think you guys are preconditioned by your disney days where you saw some disney <laughs> bullshit disney that days. was that was you guys are have seen too much animatronics in your life that what you can't you get talk? out of your you know that has never I'm been like, to disney world i, I don't literally know what you're hate talking amusement about. parks yeah. Yeah. Cheese, and she doesn't even like disney at all <laughs> well, <laughs> well, what you're talking you're about. a chucky e. cheese baby so <laughs> yeah that's, that's true you saw those animatronics and those well, were atrocious. If you're a child and we can and, you know, they want to yeah. experience seeing a dolphin or an animal that shouldn't be in an aquarium in an aquarium setting yeah. that they can mm. see at least how they move and how they would maybe interact yeah. with the other fish. Think I wonder if kids. the other fish that are in the aquarium will <laughs> be like, this guy's fake. we got some AI shit up in here. Like, yeah, you know, there could be. You could be a virtual scuba diver in there that's swimming with them and stuff like our our kids field trips are just going to be way way crazy like they're we're going to be completely our kids away. lives are going to be way crazy like buckle <laughs> right? the fuck up it's yeah gonna get God. weirder from here well hopefully you feel better about things <laughs> in the world and 
2020. I do. I'm feeling like more hopeful. hopeful than I was like six months ago. Last year was like pretty hard. Well, it was pretty hard to get any worse than how we felt six months ago. <laughs> I know. And I, 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 <laughs> I feel so many people I'm are still at that point. But yeah, this it's summer just hard. was really rough. I don't know. Like people are it's just it's really hard out there for so many people i'm like god is it how is it like and i guess yeah like we but maybe said you it's have not to just hit gonna a hit dip to yeah. start going up no nope. that's dip a true dip. hit a dip hit, hit a dip. dip did i, I like what did that. i say hit a dip <laughs> i think that's probably true <laughs> let us know what you guys think of these which was the most interesting to you and what other things happened this year that you're excited about or might happen in the future that you're looking forward to we definitely want to hear it. we also want to hear about if you have felt the energy of December 21st, if your vibration is rising and you're ascending, let us know. But we hope you guys all have a great and safe holiday and that you enjoy this time as we move into the next year. Hopefully we all have a better year in the future. I'm feeling good vibes going into 2021. Yes, I am too. I was feeling you know, harness that. very down a few months ago, but I got to say, like, I'm feeling lifted. I'm feeling like lifted, gifted, higher than the ceiling. Absolutely. To the next <laughs> level, because we're going in the age of Aquarius. But we hope you guys have a great holiday and stay safe. We will see you guys next week with another true crime episode. But until then, stay safe and stay woke.